intercepted again. It's Joseph again. Kirby Joseph having the game of his season here today. He's got two off Rodgers. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth with you. This is a busy day. Can you believe college basketball even tips off today? We've got a game at noon. It's a 41-point spread just for funsies. I might have to get in on some action there. Uh, But we got to react. Yeah, (laughs) come on. Let's go. The people are ready. ready. The people are ready. No, they're, nobody's ready. Nobody's ready for college basketball right now. No Coach K anymore. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it's going to be cool. Paul's uh, dreams come true, no Bayheim at some point. <laughs> uh, now. But we're not talking college basketball here. Oh, no. We are reacting to the action yesterday. And we have to take a look at this Arizona Cardinals team because whew, they are their own worst enemy. Just keep getting in their own way. Seahawks beat the Cardinals by 10 points, 31-21, the final in that. And Joe uh, GM John Schneider and Pete Carroll look like geniuses right now. I mean, we're going to do our power rankings outside of the top three, but I got to move. I'm in on the Seahawks now. I mean, you got the Eagles in the NFC. Maybe the Cowboys, but the Seahawks, oh, yeah. I think they're legit. Uh, hmm. I'm not questioning what you're, you're saying. I'm thinking in my head, live on the radio, is the top of the <laughs> NFC stronger? That's Ooh. what I'm considering right now. Is the top of the NFC stronger than the top of the AFC? Because now you can go like 40, right? I know the Packers yeah. have been extremely disappointing, and while they have a great record in me, we may question the Vikings. Seattle's mm-hmm. legit, and like I'm looking at their matchup next week. I'm like, Tampa Bay, bring it, TB12, bring it. Nice win, cool story. You're, you guys still stink, and uh, yeah. Seattle's a no-doubter. The only thing that worried me about this game was everybody was saying the same thing. Like, why are the Seahawks underdogs at Arizona, and what? I just don't get it. We're all in. We're all in on Seattle, and everybody was right. I don't know one person mm-hmm. that made a case for the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, the yardage, 421 to 262 domination. Seahawks, like, perfect, 4 for 4 in the red zone. Six yards per play. Geno Smith and company. Kenneth Walker has a touchdown in now five consecutive games. 31-21, your final, and there was a pick six in there for the Cardinals. They had 11 penalties just killing themselves. Is this what we talk about every year? Did it start right here, right now? The Cliff Kingsbury slide. And then he's eventually fired, maybe in season, but uh, maybe more likely after the season. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, they went over the win total yesterday. It was five and a half. And in week nine, we had a couple situations. We should mention the other one because we already hit on the game. The Jets also went over the win total. Jets and Seahawks both go over the win total in week nine. There's a lot of football left. We're just like at the halfway mark. And uh, we've got a couple of teams already going over on the season. Tells you uh, win total, how off we can be in the NFL at times. Paul said the Kingsbury slide started in week one. Aw, poor Cliff. But yeah, penalties were a huge problem. You you said it. 11 for 72 yards. Oh my gosh. And then they also mm-hmm. fumbled three times. 
it was bad. Last in the NFC West at three and six. I mean, this is just too big of a hole, I think, for the Cardinals to climb out of. Fade them. Fade them down the stretch. Uh, I don't know if Call of Duty had anything to do with it, but we talked about it after that Thursday game is when Call of Duty came out. I'm just saying he's been playing for a week and a half. That was with extra time to prepare. And maybe Paul's right because the Cardinals have now lost four of their last five. They just got uh, swept for the season by Seattle. Uh, there's a Minnesota-Philly loss in there. So those are, those are some pretty decent teams. So I'll say lose two this year. Kansas City, LA Rams, they're losing to the good teams. If you're any good and you're playing Arizona, you're going to lose. They, they beat the uh, Vegas Raiders in overtime, Carolina in New Orleans. Okay, now they've got the Rams, Niners, Chargers on deck. They're probably going to mm-hmm. be a big-time fade, big-time fade. If the number is somewhat short, um, I, I see myself betting against Arizona time and time again. And once again, they stink at home. <laughs> and the Seahawks head to Munich. Heard that game sold out immediately. That's a flight. Jeez. A flight I don't I have zero interest in taking right now. <laughs> yeah. That's- but yeah, that should be fun for those fans out there. Uh any more thoughts on that one or shall we move on to a very, very sad Aaron Rodgers and Packers team? Oh, let's move on because I can't wait. <laughs> The Lions, another team you're not high on, beat the Packers 15-9. to Do you think this Lions team was motivated by the firing of Aubrey Pleasant? Because they seemed motivated to me. Actually, Who's Aubrey Pleasant? <laughs> no. What? We no. talked about it. The de- no, defensive backs coach. Okay. I know. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, in trading away Hawkinson in the division? I don't I think it – I thought it was all about Green Bay. That this story um, in this matchup is about the Packers. They scored nine points against the worst defense in the NFL. Like, there's no debate about it. They are 32, right? The Packers have now lost five consecutive games with Aaron Rodgers. When we talk about a, pa- a bad Packers season, what we're used to is, oh, that means Rodgers missed a bunch of games. No, Rodgers isn't missing any games. He's there for all of us all this and if you look at the schedule Aaron I'm like holy crap when are they winning Dallas Tennessee Philadelphia then you get Justin Fields you might win week 13 I don't see them winning the next three games which would bring us out to an eight game losing streak they also have the Rams Dolphins Vikings and Lions there's a universe where the Packers lose out i'm serious with a three-win season there is a universe where that could happen they could lose to the bears they could lose to the lions again maybe not playing anybody at the end of the season i could see it terrible those two red zone turnovers by rogers and i know he's probably going to be out there this week blaming everybody else on the pat mcafee show and all that three interceptions for rogers two of them in the red zone and they also failed to convert uh, four downs, three times. So you could make the, uh, the argument they had six turnovers in this game. It's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, I watching mean, this game watching yesterday, I felt, I felt like Kevin from Home Alone. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was what? like, what am I seeing? What am I seeing? 
I mean, the first interception, I was like, oh, that sucks. Then there was another and another. And, and Aaron Rodgers, the cutaways were fantastic. He just looks dumbfounded, just like, oh, angry, confused, lost. It was, wow. But yeah, I mean, it, their upcoming schedule, I really don't know realistically when we can expect this Packers team to win another game. It's a daunting schedule against some teams uh, with a combined record of 19 and 4. I mean, they don't play a team with a losing record until the Bears, and the Bears are actually playing well. Give me Dallas. The line's four and a half right now next week. Give me the Cowboys off the bye. I love that play. Uh, it, they're going to be underdogs. They're more than field goal underdogs at Lambeau. You ever think you'd see the day? I mean, that's where we are. No. And then we got news this morning that Rashawn Gary, uh, all signs are pointing to a 20 ACL for him. The best player on defense. Oh, do you need to bet is- that now? Or do you think that'll change throughout the week? So how much longer are people going to push against these Packers lines and say, oh, it's an Aaron Rodgers get right spot. Look, you just faced the worst defense and now you're going against maybe the best in Dallas, right? And it's week 10. We're talking about week 10, not week two, you know, where we're still <laughs> waiting for the get right spot. It's, more than two months. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. We can't. We yeah. can't keep doing that with him. Well, yeah. And, well, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, we need to probably take that out of our vocabulary. I'm going to do my best, too. I'm just sick of hearing everybody talk about it. But, like, is there such a thing as a get-right spot when you don't have it anymore? When you're not that good? And I know Roger's in a bad spot. He's losing a bunch of receivers. A lot of people... Hurt. Look, look what happened when you removed Devontae Adams from this offense. A lot of things can change. But how about Tom Brady? What did he throw, 58 times? Congratulations on your win. You scored 16 points yesterday in your get-right spot at home. I'm still not buying anything that you're selling. So I, I don't think there's going to be all of a sudden we're going to be turning back the clock with Brady or Rodgers and a number of these quarterbacks. And I was talking about this yesterday at MGM game day. I, I wonder – we were wondering if – how much of a quarterback problem do we have in the league right now? So for a long period of time, some have questioned, boy, who are the quarterbacks that are going to take over? And the elite guys are there, those that are favored to win the MVP or in, on that short list of that conversation. But all signs point to the old guys being just about done or they're just mm-hmm. mediocre at this point, mediocre to poor. Um, Rodgers and Brady are in that conversation. They, they are no longer... There's no longer value when you see them at 100 to 1 or 50 to 1 to win the MVP because they're, they're not part of that anymore. So I'm curious how much longer that those guys are going to continue to play because that's got to be killing him to, to be performing at this level. I know. I can't imagine mentally what that's like. And even just, I, I've always been a big fan of walking away when you're on top. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how he doesn't walk away after last season. I mean, I think you're still on top. Now this is embarrassing. It's sad watching what's going on with both Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It's like, I don't, this is what I'm going to remember. You know, like you held on too long, guy. Should have walked away. Got to hang him up. But yeah, I'm with you. It's like, you have to, you have to remember like what we were used to seeing in the past. They're not the same guys anymore. They're just not. Yeah, they need help. They need help around them. And if those players aren't there, like all, a whole lot of stuff changes. And the crazy thing about Brady is those receivers are all still there. 
early in the year, the excuse was, oh, look at these injuries, they're all hurt. Well, no, they're out there now. So, so now what's the problem? They, they have no run game. Now it's blaming something else. Well, it's, at some point, and, and good job with the game-winning drive at the very end of the game, right? The Rams did, did not put you in a position where you, you couldn't win. The game was still within reach. Um, by the way, you were a week early. Was it one week or two weeks early? Kate Otten? Game-winning touchdown. <laughs> Listen, I Your was eyes on like, the Kate. I was driving the Kate Otten bandwagon, and he yeah, jumped. exactly. <laughs> then he jumped. He got the game-winning touchdown. Of course. Yeah, and I might be on that other guy, Isaiah Likely, tonight. Remember, he was the star uh, in that game, not Kate Otten. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that later in the show. Uh, let's move on to a game that went to overtime last night. Had to stay up late for this one. Kansas yeah. City Chiefs uh, beat the Titans by three points. This one went to OT. My biggest takeaway is should we be concerned about Harrison Butker? I mean, he was injured, the Chiefs kicker, and I don't know. Like, he just doesn't seem right. I mean, yes, he did make that one, um, the 28-yard field goal in overtime. But other than that, he, he looks a little off. But hopefully he'll – maybe it's just a little rust. Maybe he's still banged up. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, well, and remember before they went for that kick that there was a fourth down situation, fourth and one. They didn't want Butker to kick it. They went for it. Mm -hmm. and they were trying mm -hmm. to end the game with a touchdown in overtime. There are a lot of interesting angles to this. Well, on the Kansas City side, it's just Pat Mahomes, man. Unbelievable. That touchdown at the very end and the two-point conversion, it's like when you can't move the football like the Titans couldn't for two and a half consecutive quarters at the end, like you are opening the door. And I don't want to like cheer too much for moral victories because it's about wins and losses in this league, but I thought that was a big victory for the Titans. And I, I was on them all week. With Tannehill being out, it ended up closing at 14. That's when I bet it because I – I waited on that to see what the situation was with Willis versus uh, Tannehill. But it was amazing that it was that close when you look at it. And Chiefs had 499 yards compared to the Titans' 229. It was Vrabel and Derrick Henry just dragging them to cover the game yeah. and putting them in a position to win. I, I do credit the Titans. They were 1-for-11, uh, though, on third down. I, nobody was really expecting anything. But uh, on the defensive side, they got pressure on Mahomes with their front four, and, and that's it. So, I mean, I think that it's another situation. Are the Chiefs vulnerable? They're supposed to be so impeccable off the bye. Andy Reid doesn't lose. He covers, and, you know, we talked about it, that that's, that, that isn't quite factually true. Um, they almost had their third loss of the season. They lost at the Colts. They lost to the Bills. And then they almost lost to the Titans off the bye. They get Jacksonville coming up. But, um, you know, as strong as the top of the AFC is – you know, I'm, I'm starting to think you can take chances on some other teams not named Buffalo or Kansas City in the AFC. As uh, we almost had a Sunday where both of them lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Titans have, like, their receivers, no one's catching it. No one had any receptions. I mean, it's just all Derrick Henry. They've got to take a look at that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. You can follow us across all socials at BetMGM and follow us at BetQL Daily. We've got Becky Court. Who's going to be in next? <laughs>